0: Yeah, when you have baptisms, it's almost anticlimactic for me to get up here and speak. Because, you know, their testimony is wonderful. You know, it is. And, you know, I can't even do justice to that after. And it's such a hard act to follow. But praise God for their uh, faithfulness. But for all you mothers here and for all of you women, thank you so much for your help. Because one of the things we believe, it takes a village to raise a child. And it's not just mothers, it's all of our our women and those of uh, our our youth and college who are pouring into the lives of our children that make a difference. And today we're going to talk about what it means to honor your mother. And how do we honor our mothers, And so if you uh, have your Bibles, can you turn with me to Ephesians chapter 6, starting from verse 1. Ephesians chapter 6, starting from verse 1. And this is what the Apostle Paul says. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. And so we're going to talk about two categories of individuals here. The first is children. Okay, so if you are under the age of 18... I'm talking to you. Okay, listen up. However, if you are over 18 and you still live under your parents' roof, I'm talking to you. Amen. Listen up. This pertains to you. But what the Apostle Paul says is the way children are to honor their parents are to what? To obey their parents. You know, parents aren't um, infallible. You know, parents make mistakes. And I was, as I was looking at, you know, my parents and my mother and father, they were trying to do the best that they could. You know, sometimes we think that our parents are deliberately trying to make our lives miserable, right? They can't do this. We can't do that. And, and I said, why are they doing this? You know, I wish, you know, aren't there sometimes where I said, I wish I had better parents. I wish I had nicer parents. I said, look at my friends. They could do this. They could do this. I had to be home at 10 o'clock, you know, all the time. And my friends, they had no curfew, right? Until one of my friends who, um, you know, pretty much, you know, could do whatever he wanted. And I just envied him. I envied the freedom that he had that his parents gave him. And he told me, he goes, Dave. I wish I had your parents. And I go, what? You know, I got all of these rules and regulations that I got to follow. Man, you've got freedom. And he said, Dave, at least you know your parents care about you. And see, what he misunderstood his parents' freedom as lack of care. It's like, you know what? I don't care. Just, just go and do what you want. You know, you know, we're too busy. We're working. We don't care. But what he was saying that Dave, your parents cared enough about you to put certain parameters around your life because they cared about you. You know, um, being a parent or mother, these are uh, one of three God-given relationships where he establishes authority in our life. The first is he establishes authority through government. The second area where God establishes authority is in the church. And the third area he establishes authority is in the home. And the reason children, this is important, the reason you need to obey your parents is you need to learn what it means to respect authority. And I think a lot of the problems that we have today, and you teachers out there know this, right? There is a tremendous lack of authority out there in this younger generation right and why is being able to yield to authority so important well you're going to find out there you know when you get a job that you can't do whatever you want and if you don't know how to yield to authority you're not going to make it out there and this is why it's so important children it's to obey your parents because they are older than you they are wiser than you, and you may not think they know a lot, but they know a lot. And they're telling, they're setting these parameters and rules in your life, one to keep you safe, but to also train you so you could be the men and women that would be ple- to live a life that is pleasing to God. So that's important. Okay, so children, you honor your mother by listening or obeying them. Then Paul goes on. He says, "Um, Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise. Now the word honor means to value highly or hold in highest regard and respect. And so now adults, you are to honor your parents. Now when you look at scripture, adults are never told to obey their parents because what happens when you become an adult and you move out of their authority and you start your own household guess what you become that authority in your household okay so once again in scriptures adults were never told to obey their parents that was a command that was only given to uh, children, But he also goes, so that it may go well with you, that you may enjoy long life on the earth. And so what's the Apostle Paul saying here? If you honor your parents, if you value your parents, and you respect your parents, you're going to live a life that's pleasing to God, and you will experience the fullness of life that God offers you. The, the life that God wants you to live. In Proverbs, starting from um, chapter 6, verse 20, he says, My son, keep your father's command and do not forsake your mother's teaching. Bind them always on your heart. Fasten them around your neck. When you walk, they will guide you. When you sleep, they will watch over you. When you awake, they will speak to you. For this command is a lamp, This teaching is a light, and correction and instructions are the way to life. And so, adults, the way we honor our mothers is by listening to them. Okay? We need to listen to them. Now, I know that sometimes there is friction between mother and daughter. Right? And some of you might hear being, yeah, I get that. I get that. My mom and me just ba, 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 ba. She's always telling me how I'm not raising my kids right. She's telling me I should be doing this, I should be doing that. Right? But how do we honor our mothers? We listen to them. Why? Once again, our mothers have been further down the road in life than we do. Our mothers, you know, have wisdom. You know, one of the things I think I've missed out in my life is the wisdom of my mother. You know, my mother died when, um, you know, I was 30. You know, she never met my wife, Grace. She never met my, you know, son, Michael. She never saw me graduate from seminary or become a pastor. She never saw me get married, you know. And so all of those times... That I was going through all of these stages in life. I didn't have a mother to say, Hey, Dave, you know, this is how you should, you know, treat Grace, your wife. This is how you should love her. This is how you should cherish her. And I fumbled, uh, you know, on, you know, and I tried to do the best I can, but I made a lot of mistakes. You know, I put work first and all of that. But I didn't have that mother to look at me and say, Dave, you need to start changing the way that you treat grace. Or the way you're treating her is the right way to treat her. I wish I had that. And so for those of you who have mothers and you're an adult, you honor your mother by listening to them. Okay, And I know that's hard. You know, in Matthew uh, fifteen five through 6, Uh, I mean, three through six, Jesus says. And Jesus said to them, and he's talking to the religious leaders, why do you break the law of God by... Trying to keep their teaching, for God says, "Show respect to your father and mother." And he who curses his father and mother shall be put to death. And so, what Jesus is saying is, "Hey, why aren't you keeping the law? You know that the uh, the law says to honor your father and mother, or to respect your honor father and mother. And the penalty of that, back in the Old Testament, if you didn't do that, you know, you would be put to death." because the family was such an important, played such an important role in shaping their children so they could take part in society. And as the parents or the family shaped the children, they shaped society. So the family was a main place where the children were educated in the ways of God, and children were to respect their parents. But he also goes on to say uh, this. But you say... That if a man says to his parents that anything he has, meaning finances, that might be able to of help to them is already given to God. He does not <clears throat> have to show respect by helping his father and mother. You are putting aside the word of God to keep their teaching or the false teaching teaching of the religious leaders and what he's saying here is you guys have the financial means to take care of your parents but you know what you guys are setting it aside and saying this money that we could use to help our parents financially we're setting it aside to god and what jesus is saying is that's wrong why are you doing that you're supposed to honor your father and mother so another way we honor our fa- our mother is to take care of them financially When they get older. Okay, the Bible wants us as children to take care of our parents or our mother um, financially. You know, back then then they didn't have social security. They didn't have Medi-Cal. So the family was the way that um, the elderly were taken care of. And did you know that, you know, in order to raise a child from, let's say, birth to 17... In 2018, it would cost your parents about $230,000 to raise a child. Okay? That's between birth and 17. Now, for all of you parents who have really little kids, I'm not trying to scare you here. But $233,000 that they have to invest in each uh, child. And so, adults, your parents invested a lot in you. Just think if they didn't have you, right? They could be driving a Ferrari instead of the car that they're driving right now. They could maybe own an extra townhome. They could own property, you know, if they didn't have you. However, out of love, they had you. And they raised you in love. Now, this, once again, does not even include college, Okay, so those of you who uh, are thinking about helping your kids in college, whatever that is, just tack it on to 233000 right? But do you see what I'm getting here? Is our parents sacrificed. I know, you know, my father was a very generous man. And to get us the things that, you know, we wanted, it meant that he had to do without. Meaning when he got me my Schwinn Continental 10th Speed, which I just coveted. You know, it wasn't only till later I realized that in order for my father to get me that Schwinn, he had to go without a suit, that he didn't buy a suit for himself, that he was saving for, but he sacrificed in order to buy me a bike. You know, our parents, you know, sacrificed for us financially, therefore, the way we honor our mother is we take care of them financially. In Timothy um, 5.4, the Apostle Paul writes, but if a widow has children or grandchildren, these should learn first of all to put their religion into practice by caring for their own family and so repaying their parents and grandparents for this is pleasing to God. So what's the Apostle Paul says? To put your religion or to put your faith in action is to what? Care for your parents' needs once they get old. Or as in context of today, we are to care for our mother's physical needs. So our last point is we honor our mothers by caring for their physical needs. And this is what the Apostle Paul says. It is our responsibility as children to honor our parents, honor our mother, honor our grandparents by caring for their physical as well as their emotional needs. You know, I, um, you know many of you know that uh, when I was 30, my father... Uh, came down with this disease that corroded his brain stem and he became a quadriplegic where my brother and I had to do everything for him we had to bathe him we had to feed him we had to clothe him everything because he was pretty much paralyzed and we did this for about a year and a half and this was the hardest thing that we've ever had to do because my brother was working full-time you know, I was trying to go to seminary and work at the church. I lived in, you know, the Glendale area, and I uh, was going to school in La Mirada. And so it was a long drive, and I was taking night classes, you know, and try to study and take a full load. When at 2 o'clock in the morning or 3 o'clock in the morning, I hear this little bell, and I had to get up and change my father. You know, sometimes it was so bad, the easiest way to clean him up was to just put him in the shower and hose him down. Then we'd have to bring him back to bed and change his sheets. And we did this every single night, my brother and I. Why? Because we knew that the scriptures told us that it was our responsibility to take care of our parents when they got old. And eventually, eventually, you know, we put... We put my father into Cairo, which is a nursing home, when we felt our care was endangering his health. But it was the last resort. It was not the first resort. And if your parents are in a retirement home, I can't strongly, strongly, you know, tell you, visit them. Visit them. You know, I used to serve at Cairo for a long time, and it amazed me as I'd see parents who are just sitting there in the hallway by themselves at night. And as I talked to them, they said, oh, yeah, my, our children don't visit us. And then it's, oh, I'm sorry, are they from out of town or out of state? And I said, no, they live in Orange County. They live in South Bay. or oh, they live in the San Gabriel Valley. And they said, "Well, and they said, "Well, I understand because our kids are too busy to come and visit us." And yet I see other children who are visiting their parents almost every single day at Cairo. Brothers and sisters, the way we honor our mother is to take care of their emotional and physical needs, meaning that they want your presence there. Right, you know, it gets lonely when they're out of you, you out of the house, and you start your own family. They require your presence. But then, how do they? How do you learn this? How do you learn this? I learned this by watching my mother and my father, or well, primarily my mother, take care of, you know, her parents and her in-laws. I saw my mother changing my grandfather's diapers you know when he was little, I saw them caring for them I saw them feeding them and it's really interesting not once did my father or mother tell me that I need to take care of them when they grow older not once did they tell that to my brother not once did they tell me tell that to my sister we learned that by watching them so if you are sitting here right now and you have a mother or a father that you're caring for. This is important because your children are watching. You are the primary teachers of your children. And this is an area where you could teach them what it means to honor your father and mother by you honoring your father and mother. They watch. They're watching. They're learning. And if you do that there's a good chance that they'll pick it up. But also, if they see you ignoring your father or mother, guess what? When you get older, there might be a strong possibility that they might, you know, ignore you. But if you take a look at this verse, you know in Ephesians, and I'm gonna end with this. It says, Paul, and so that we honor our father and mothers because it's the only commandment with a promise that it may go well with you that you may enjoy long life on this earth. And what Paul is saying, that if we honor our father and today being Mother's Day, if we honor our mothers, we will experience the fullness of life that God wants us to. To experience. You know, our parents sacrificed for us. Now, for those of us who are adults, it's our turn to repay them. It's our turn to show gratitude for what they did for us by taking care of them. And yes, it's hard. My guess is it's going to be maybe some of the hardest things that you're going to do. But there are blessings that you can't even imagine. Like, you know, I've, those of you who are new, I didn't, wasn't that close to my father. Actually, I was close to my mother. However, you know, after taking care of my dad for a year and a half, when he passed away, I was actually closer to my dad than I was my mother. And why did God allow me to do this? Because he said, Dave, you need to have a better relationship with your dad. And you're going to take care of them. And that's how I'm going to show you. This is how I'm going to bring you two together. You know, some you know it was hard. I wish God maybe would have done it a different way. But God used that to bring me and my father back together again. So uh, you ladies out here, or you men, if you have a difficult relationship with your mother, God might be using... Scripture to honor your mother, to care for your mother's financial needs, to care for your ma- mother's um, spiritual and emotional needs, to care for um, and listen to your mother, he might use be using that situation to bring you back into a relationship with her, because you know we don 't know how much time we have on this earth, and I thank God that God brought my father and I back together again and he used me taking care of him as the ways to do this and what a tremendous tremendous blessing that was for me and it could be for you too let's pray